Welcome to New Pod. New Pod. New Pod. New Pod. Presented by NotFest.com. Primer 55 bassist Joshua Toomey and War Machine merch mastermind Ro Coley bring you a weekly dose of all things new. Album deep dives, news, interviews. This is New Pod. It took me forever to get into Kiss as a kid, which I know is a lot of rock people's like first band. But Kiss, I felt like I got—I grew up with so much of the hype of how evil Kiss was that when I heard them, when I finally was like, oh, "Let me listen to this music," it's like so cheesy, you know what I mean? Like, and now I love the music now because yeah. I came back to it later in like teen years to be like, "All right, well, let me see," you know, as it its own thing. It's great, yeah, uh, the music. But I, and it's the same thing with Ghost, like. When I saw all the things and the the druids and the the evil cell, <laughs> the songs are pretty bubbly, right? Like, it, and it just kind of threw me, and I never like stayed with them. Yeah, it's like Blue Oyster Cult, but like with uh, with imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they're really. Uh, <laughs> and we've talked about this on my radio show before, but I always think it's so funny. Uh, the day evil, I maybe <laughs> said on Drinks with Johnny. It is so funny when a band like. I remember that when I thought of that term was because of uh, <laughs> seeing Cradle of Filth, yeah, uh, headline the uh, small stage at Ozfest one year, and yep. just that Norwegian evil like thing they're trying to put <laughs> forward on stage just doesn't work while there's like birds chirping and <laughs> people right, holding right. gallons of water, also right. holding like you know like uh, like novelty flutes of like <laughs> daiquiri and shit. Right. It's just such not the right scene for it. Yeah, yeah, we were at. Uh... Well, I'll, I'll figure out a place to start the show at this point. But uh, we were, uh, my wife and I went to see Pantera a couple weeks ago, and uh, and they were headlining. And but I ended up buying like the fruitiest of fruity drink possible. It was like <laughs> it's like a twenty dollar daiquiri with you know this that and the other thing in it. And I'm sitting there like I'm forty four years old, about to watch Pantera <laughs> drinking a daiquiri. <laughs> like in a, I'm like, what what has life come to? Yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> Pretty fucking. It's really, uh, yeah. There's it's, got to be some of those people, like from Marilyn Manson on. Like you need, it's got to be at night, man. Night. You can't blood. be on during the day outside. <laughs> well, that's uh, what the. That's what threw me off with you. With you know, you talked about going to see Metallica and Pantera at MetLife, and that was I think a couple of days after I saw them in in Indianapolis, and. I was like, I don't know about, I don't know about this Metallica stage to begin with. I have tickets for St. Louis. I don't know. Like I'm still contemplating if I'm going or not, but like seeing Pantera during the day on that stage, like all the videos I saw, I'm like, I just don't know, man, because I saw Pantera at night light show dragons out of the PA, like everything going, like everything you want out of a Pantera show. And and then you go see him at the, uh, the the MetLife there, and it's during the day, and Phil's just kind of wandering around that stage, man. So from your perspective, how was it? They were awesome. I did think they were. It was still pretty great to see. Also, because yeah. just so many people were there. You yeah. know what I mean? So like them, like everybody going nuts in the stands for them was like, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I liked it still. I mean, like I don't know how many times I'm going to get to see them, you know? So like, right. again, I saw them for the first time on Reinventing the Steel, mm-hmm. and then it was over. Right. And then, uh, so the fact, that, and then I got to, man, what an experience on the, uh, I think it was the first motorboat I did. I was the comedian on uh, Motorhead's Cruise. Nice. They did. And Kill Devil Hill and Down were both on the boat. Nice. And at like two in the morning on like the deck of this boat on the main stage when they were just doing like an all stars thing on, for a couple hours, mm-hmm. just like a jam session. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phil and Rex came out and did uh, five Pantera. It was awesome. That yeah. was a pretty cool experience. Then I thought I'd never see that again. And then when they got back together now, it was pretty great uh, for sure. But again, it is like there's so much like, you know, they even when they have like stage production Pantera, it really is all still about like he gives that energy. You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of like that right. kick-ass energy. So it doesn't really matter. Some people need the show. And like Cradle of Filth, I think, needed the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they, it just, need, they need that atmosphere. Yeah. So like, yeah, birds chirping isn't really helping when they're like, you know. <laughs> The guy's wearing, you know, he has like long fingernails and contact right. lenses in, and you could see him visibly sweating off makeup and shit. Right. Like Wait a minute. See, you can see all the roadies on the side, like running around back, back there. You're just like, you know, this is, it's like you're watching them rehearse. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, hey, Ro, why don't you just try to log in on your phone, like just through your phone, not not through Is your it laptop. Still yeah, you're 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 rough, dude. <laughs> All right. Let's try that. Sorry, guys. No, no worries. I've been there. Fucking <clears throat> Yeah, it's the podcast world. Yeah, it's well. The, yeah, we've had two things happen today. We we had a two o'clock interview. And we were sitting here talking and like two oh five hits and I send the hey everything okay on your guys' end waiting. Oh, management put it in as next Thursday, not this Thursday. <laughs> like, Who was it? Uh that band from Ashes to New, newer, okay. newer band or whatever. But uh yeah, yeah. it's funny when I when I see like the SDR show, um, you know, when you what you guys put out, like who's on this week. I'm like, yeah, I got all those emails too. <laughs> you know, or like how how many times it overlaps and like, you know, stuff. Oh, like yeah, because people doing the rounds for tours or new right. albums or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I love it though, man. It's so interesting. Like, uh, especially for me, like, uh, you know, I met so many like big comics pretty young, right? Doing the starting comedy so young that like that when I wore off. So that's, it's still neat to get the like the rush of like, especially if like, God forbid they know who I am. Right, like, you know, like the musician, you're like, shut the fuck up, dude. That's yeah. crazy. I've I've been getting that more and more. Like when I go to festivals and do the media tents and stuff like that, and like every once in a while, like somebody will be like, hey, hey, to me, what's up, man? And I'm like, you know me, you know who? Yeah, I it's am? awesome. You know, like, you're like shut the up, dude. Really? What, what is going on like, here, man? You're, like, yeah, you're in that band. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are Papa Roach. How do you know who I am? Right. But it is awesome. Yeah, that's great. It's great. And it's funny. So funny that the. The personalities of people who like, like I, I was able to buddy up to right away and become like friendly with, versus just like the people I toured with and also just no interaction. Yeah, and the whole like Slipknot, love them. Nothing yeah. bad to say about them personality wise. I mean, they just like were happy to have never met me. <laughs> like they just kind of, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like they just never like not that they would go out of their way, but I mean, like you know, even in passing, I think I was introduced like to them as like the comic hosting the thing. Nice. And it was just like nothing more than like, what's up? <laughs> you know, move on. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like guys like Corn, who like, you know, like you're with us now, which is great. That's such a cool feeling. I yeah, I, this- think I got to meet uh, Jonathan Davis brought me on his bus on Mayhem Fest with uh, Joey Jordison because nice. he was with Rob Zombie at the mm-hmm. time. And Joey Jordan came on the button, and same thing. He was like, "This is Big J, man. Big J is the comic doing this tour with us." And but and he was just like, "Great," <laughs> moved on. <laughs> okay, no well, worries. I think, the, I think the thing with like musicians and comics, you know, you know, we all we always say like we get to go on stage and and have the guitar in between us and the fans, or sure. have you know, so or or three other guys, four other guys on stage to kind of fall back on. And you know, you've you're up there just you and a microphone and a stool and just. Yeah, that's the envy. Riffing, that's man. the envy, give and take. That's the, yeah, because uh, like you know, we think that it's amazing when you just like set foot on the stage, they go nuts, and the first thing, and I always say it like people yelling back the words that you wrote while taking a shit one day, maybe you know what I mean, <laughs> right. or whatever, just came to you in the shower. Yeah, are singing it back to you. We love that that admiration, like because it's a different kind we get. You know what I mean? Like it's laughs and everything. And I think yeah, if they said musicians always kind of like think it's awesome that it's like there's no crutch, there's no like thing like. With music, that is true. You can just go out there and play. If the crowd right. sucks, they suck, but you can <laughs> play it. You know yeah. the song. It goes the way it goes. It'll be loud enough that you don't hear them sucking for that amount of time. And you can kind of plow through it. So in comedy, if it's just not going bad right away, it's you know, just sitting it for like in every possible <laughs> way. You hear everyone saying this yeah. sucks or this is awkward or what the hell are you doing? And, you know, we're getting pissed. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I've done a couple of live shows here locally, you know, live versions of the podcast. And and I, I said, you know, you set up and nobody knows who you are and, and you're basically interrupting their nachos and their beer talk. And then all of a sudden you're like, all of a sudden a podcast breaks out oh, yeah. and, and, you know, you're like, Hey, and you want to be like, Hey, I've interviewed this person and that person. And you're trying to win them over. And after a while, you're just like, God, we got to get this over with. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what began. That looks way better. Oh, okay. um, that's what got us, uh, into an altercation with three days. Grace was just, <laughs> on uh that was on Shiprock the first year they asked legion of skanks my podcast yeah to come on and they gave us like a set time to do the podcast that in this place this time we did it we set it up and five minutes into it uh oh we didn't know who it was but a big tall guy came over with like makeup on and basically dressed like a pirate in a kilt it was very strange <laughs> but not that strange for Shiprock technically right. 
And like, uh, you know, he came up and we didn't see at first what he was doing, but he was telling us to get the fuck off the stage and whatever. It was just drunkenly, very rudely, just like interrupting the show. So, you know, we're all comics, though. So we're just like <laughs> shredding this guy. We're yeah. like shitting on him. We're like, fuck off, dude. Like, beat it. And he's like, nobody won. He kept coming back and back. And then, like, uh, when he was walking away one time while we were still saying shit, something we said ticked him. And he like came back and threw wine on us. And then uh, nice. we got up, and it was a whole thing. There's 12 wow. seconds of it on, I think, YouTube. But uh, and then they split us all up and everything. But it was uh, it was Barry Stock from Three Days Grace, nice. Which I've always been like, what a cunt, because uh, as a performer, you know, what yeah. I mean, like even at your like yeah, yeah. thing, like as a performer, you do it to another. But that's what I thought was strange about it, and like uh, he was never apologetic about it. He was always kind of a fuck. But like. Uh, <laughs> You know, what I mean, like it's an interesting yeah. thing. On my show, one of my shows, we really we we dig in hard on Corey Feldman <laughs> and right. the and the ridiculous pageantry that is his music career. I love so, it in the worst way, but I mean, like I love it. And he, um, like he hates our guts, <laughs> but we have in certain places we have filled his shows with audience. Nice when he goes perform, and and we say very very uh intently and and overstayed on the show we're like do not fuck with him do not interrupt his show don't yell shit out don't uh try to be a hero or fucking funny or anything i go just go enjoy the pat pat because you are you're liking it ironically but yeah. you're also it, it's it's you're liking it you know because I mean? that's you do you want to go see this guy like man he gives a thousand percent on on twelve percent talent, man. <laughs> it's so That's wonderful to watch. You know, it reminds but me of there was a there was like a there was like a hidden right. camera show. It was like early on, maybe well not early on a hidden camera show, but it was it was early on the internet kind of stuff. And the the hidden camera show basis was they found a band that was coming through New York or something like that, and nobody had ever heard of them. And they were playing some, you know, wonky club, but they were like, we're going to fill this place with people that know every word and they're going to give a hundred thousand percent, you know, crowd participation. And the, the, you know, the, the, the touring band that comes to town has no idea. And it actually turned out kind of sad because, oh, really? because of well, cause the, the band gets up there and thinks that they're playing. They're like, Oh my God, we're playing oh, New York yeah, city yeah, yeah. in front of, someone. in front of 500 people that know every word and they're the biggest fans. And, and they, they it turns out to be a, a hidden camera thing, kind of a prank, but it, yeah, that, that hurts. That's actually not really right. full of performance. <laughs> right. You know, it's you know, it's funny. My ex-wife and a couple of our friends. I mean, this is funny. Yeah, honestly, and and to give some context to this, when you start and the same thing in music, I'm sure. Uh, I know there's a documentary about Marilyn Manson and Slipknot that's like this. When you start out, there's people that get like the person who gets it. Yeah, who gets it kind of early. Everyone else is kind of sour grapes behind. Right. And and one of my people was uh just because I said I started around the same time as it was Mike Birbiglia. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Mike Birbiglia, who's great. Mike's great. Yeah. Like, but this is this is this is young comic shit, you know, because then he kind of popped, he broke through, and there was something like his sister worked at Comedy Central or whatever the thing was, he's just your guy where like in my mind, when you hear like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see Mike Birbiglia on Broadway or something, and you're like, <laughs> what the fuck, man, like really. Like, get the fuck like, out of here. Like, why am I so broke? Yeah, you know, like that, uh, <laughs> right. that kind of thing. And um, and I remember we were at Outback Steakhouse one night. Uh, me, my ex-wife, and a couple of our friends. And I think Nate Bargassi actually is a brilliant comic, was with nice. us on this one too. And uh I went to the bathroom, and when I came back, um, the next time our waiter came over to us, he was like, Oh my god, he goes, Are you big J? And I was like, yeah and he was like no way man he goes i'm such a fan of your comedy he goes this is so cool that oh wow man i can't believe i'm like your waiter like uh <laughs> right? this is so cool man like i'm big 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 huge fan and i mean i was uh feeling that good like i was really like, oh this is pretty neat right you know what i mean like, this is pretty cool and they go, uh, he go do you know mike probiglia <laughs> and then i was like no. and then it found out that i found out that nate and my ex-wife and everything just told him when i was in the bathroom oh, to, to pretend worst. to know me and then also asked me to i was like how 
You're like, that's funny, but ow. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's so great, but I mean, fuck, man. <laughs> it felt good right. for that. That was the, that was the thing. Back to that band, is they they were interviewed afterwards, and they said like that was the best feeling they've ever had on stage. Kind of like what you're saying, you know, like you felt good that, you know, hey, are you Big J? Yeah. You get that like rush of the, yeah, I'm Big J. Like, here we are. And then and then you find out the, the rugs pulled out from under you at the end. Yeah, that people don't know. Right. Even like some of the best compliments are always like, I hope you'll give you specific. They're like, dude, you're my fourth favorite comic. <laughs> like, Which by <laughs> like, there's a million comics. They're like, yeah. that's good. But it's just like, just say one of my. Right. I'm the only one here. Just say I'm. Say I'm the only one. I'm the only person here. Right. That's right. It's like, and it's always like all over the place too. They're like, Bill Burr, Gallagher, you. <laughs> Gallagher. Right. Gallagher. As a kid, man, I, I, as a kid, like kid, kid, like nine, eight, nine, ten years old, loved Gallagher. Like me too. He did that whole thing about the map with food. I'm like, you know, just like throwing food at a thing. I'm like, this guy is awesome. He's really uh. <laughs> I'd say Gallagher technically is an underrated comedian for what he yeah. was. I know he got old and bitter and kind of like, I think sick and a couple of things happened, but like no, when I was young thing. and the thing, cause everyone, he was always written off for like the stupid, uh, sledgehammer yeah. right. on the fruit. But I mean the actual, cause I would just rent any stand up when I was younger. Me I would too. just rent it from West coast video. Oddly West coast in Philadelphia. Video. It was in Philadelphia for some reason, mm-hmm. but uh, that was our video play. I would rent anything and Gallagher hours. Like I would just get them. If I re- yeah. didn't recognize the cover, I would just put it as one of the things I would just get. And I thought his like his comedy itself was actually pretty clever from what I remember. I haven't watched it again in like years and years, but like, from what I remember being like, oh, it's actually like funny wordplay, like mm-hmm. well thought. Yeah, out I wonder jokes. if it still holds up. You know? Yeah, I wonder, too. But I just know after a while, you're just like, that's the guy who. Right. smashes fruit but it is funny like to come into any kind of art or and start doing it uh music i assume has the same thing like uh like when you're starting out like the people that you think are like what you thought was good like changes so much mm-hmm. right and, it, and it's kind of the time when you came in like i came in the comedy at a time where all of his contemporaries were hating on dane cook because he was there this guy and I was young enough to be like, yo, this guy murders. <laughs> like this guy. Oh, he great. was great. When he when he popped, man, that was you know, yeah. doing the the dog shaking off in the in the, sure. the bathroom and all that stuff on Comedy Central, man. I I loved that stuff. No, yeah, me too. I think about so it, I didn't share that thing. You know, when I was young, I mean Carrot Top is a guy in comedy that people love to just like Slaughter. fucking Carrot Top <laughs> and his props yeah, sure. and yeah. this and whatever that but when he used to show up on like uh comic strip live or, or those yeah. shows i got when i finally got cable like uh you know the alive at the improv and stuff i'd be like oh nice carrot top it's gonna be at least <laughs> pretty good <laughs> right my my another one of mine was uh the amazing jonathan like i loved the amazing Jonathan. Oh, he was great yeah. yeah 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 he they make up a couple documentaries came out about yeah. him he, it was a tragic end for him <laughs> they just yeah, did a yeah. recent documentary about him yeah yeah there's like two That's of them but he's like uh He's. I also came into. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a little naive to it. But like, uh, I also came into comedy at a time kind of right after the Coke boom. <laughs> so, right. so it wasn't really like putting my face. My I never did it anyway. But I mean, like, uh, I don't think I would have if it was pushed on me more. But like, I just never got into. So kind of lucked out in that regard too. I think a lot of those '80s guys were victim of that. Like they just yeah. beat yeah. their bodies up and then just stay on the road making money. You know what I mean? Because there wasn't like, you know, it was comedy clubs. People weren't really becoming like theater major. I mean, all that's that's like a new thing, man. Mm-hmm. We're like, I mean, right now there's got to be, if I had to guess, five to ten, if not a little more, like arena touring comedy mm-hmm. acts. Yeah, I just yeah. saw Burn an arena. I was just like, yeah, what's what going I mean? on? Yeah, that's what I mean. Fucking you know? arena. I mean, Kevin Hart did football stadiums. And yeah, stuff. yeah I don't know. Uh, I definitely admire the ticket sales and envy the ticket sales, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, but man, I don't want to perform at a football stadium. I mean, I want to try it like once on somebody else's thing or something. But like, right, right, right. I, the way I, the way I, the way I do comedy to like fucking football. St- <laughs> I mean, what's weird is I kind of learned on this Burt Kreischer tour I just did in these big air, big arenas. I can make it work with like camera people and screens, but there is still something for your voice echoing through a football stadium and pointing right. to a guy ten feet in front of you, going like. 
what's with that shirt, dude? <laughs> Someone in the 700 level right, like, right. across the stadium. I was like, that's weird, man. That's too much. They're like, right. like what, what shirt is he wearing? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Also, the, the, anyone that can sell at a football stadium isn't like, well, you know what? Instead of that, I'm just going to do 70 shows a week at the Improv <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to make that mo- to make that money. You know what I mean? So it's like I get it, but like, wow, it looks what uh, what what fun. year did you start comedy? Uh, 99. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right at the uh, like September of 99, I think it was. Yeah, that that was definitely time. like a. It is crazy that that. You know, like you said, now that there's so many arena comics out there that can sell out, you know, arenas, stadiums, and 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 even even the theater comics now are just crazy. Like for the for years and years, I could go to Zanies in Nashville and oh, see yeah. top flight people, you know, yep. but they were still slugging away. You know, three shows Saturday, two shows Friday, third. No, and days. if you knew, and if you knew comedy, you knew you were seeing like these guys who were like in the mix. Yeah, but uh, between podcasting and people that figured out social media, man, mm-hmm. like so funny how many comics are like uh up i guess it's just i'm older and i've been through enough but i feel like people older than me and comics younger than me are so pissed about matt rife <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know like, like the six that guy guy I'm like, nowhere, man. but i know but i'm also in my mind i'm like even if like let's say let's say everything he does is bullshit yeah and it, and it really is just chicks like him that guy wasn't in my way you know what i mean like right. i'm like how many people's way was he in like just a beautiful <laughs> right. guy who's like you know and if you think he's uh uh, a good comment, you know. What I mean, like, who gives? It's so subjective. Like, it's it's bizarre how social media can can do that. And sure. and and a, and a big thing right now is that Oliver Anthony, this the song, you know, the the, the North oh, yeah, Man, yeah, North yeah. Of Richmond. In like three days, that song came from like nothing to like number one on iTunes. To the reaction videos are my favorite to watch. You know black people, white people, you know, just everybody reacting to it and kind of, you know, it, it's got some silly moments. Like it, it definitely could have taken a, a couple of extra writers to maybe get out the goofy line about the fudge rounds and things like that. But <laughs> it's just funny how many people are reacting to that. Out no, of I know. But the problem with that though, is like, I think people kind of get geared up where they're like, so that guy right now might be feeling like this is how it happens man i'm a no. gazillionaire and by the way he might get like a million dollars right now you know what i mean well, like, right po- this- he posted that he turned down eight million dollars because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to do he, he he flat out says i don't want to do music for a living i just want to write some songs and like he's so 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 far supposedly turned down man, like record somebody deals. told him to do that yeah i'm like <laughs> that was somebody yeah, camp. Like, that was that, that, that's that was, pr bullshit that's like well, say you turned on eight, so somebody offers twelve. You know, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, bad baby, uh, catch yeah. me outside, girl. Got fourteen million, and he heard that, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know if it's <laughs> it's not really about the money, unless yeah. you double that money." Right. Um, right. And by the way, I'm not saying some of these people are super talented and it catches and it becomes a kind of a neat story, mm-hmm. but they also kind of go the way of the. You know, I'm got like a like America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. like stuff and I, I you know when i watch the comedians and the thing like uh they've walked away from really great comedians let some really shitty ones through and they've put through some really uh great guys mm-hmm. uh preacher lawson's great you know mikey winfield those guys both gone through but like while it does it, it does an immediate boost but like if it's because you're a young comic or whatever you still have to like maintain the thing yeah do you know what i mean that's why there's been i mean what was to three famous people maybe ever from American Idol in twenty seasons of it? Yeah, seriously. I couldn't. And they're tell from you like the earlier, and they're from like the earlier seasons too. It's not even like yet yeah, somebody only super famous from like yeah, nobody's from like season eighteen that made it big. But yeah, it's like no. Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson. Everyone knows who the Clay Aiken kid is. But the right. next right. most, the next most famous thing I'd say is the fucking William Hunga. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like legitimately, I mean, but people like you know, they just fall off and fall off hard, um, on that short little like live thing. So there's still something good about like, but you know, again, it's like you, I can't hate anybody who's figured out that that path at all. I was gonna, funny. I was, that, mad. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask too. Like when it comes to somebody like Matt Rife, you know, one of these up and coming comics that's become really big. I mean, do you do you kind of just go like, all right, cool, like good for him, or is that? Does it does it kind of give you a little bit more like all right I gotta fucking up my shit I gotta no, really when do I was, better. No, when I was young, I it was the, so much time probably wasted just looking left and right of me like 
what is this guy getting? And I've seen so many people. And then when I learned, like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I do my type of fun. I, I've also had, like, unapologetically, like, done it the way I've wanted to do it. You know right. what I mean? Which isn't, which isn't, like, TV-friendly necessarily or anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. my thing kind of went the route it was going to go. And then I learned if you're if you're nicer to young comics, which is what I've always tried to be, like, when these people also, like, if they, if someone fly by you, it's like I didn't. I never did it thinking of that, but I just remember like by Amy Schumer's generation of uh, people coming up, and I was already kind of working all the clubs in New York. Um, I mean, she zipped by me, but also she put me on her show like three times, like not auditioning, just like, hey Jay, do this part on the show. Come on, I mean? <laughs> yeah, and like that's like awesome, you know what I mean? So it's like I don't know what the harm, and good for her, man. She became a, she figured it out, man. Something like. And right, a gazillionaire, like but yeah, because they all want. Right, I guess you could either be like super bitter about it, or just at least trying to be like, hey, let's just support each other and make this thing happen, and hopefully one of you will kind of, you know, yeah, make it more big like, and then bring everybody along with you, you know. I mean, Andrew Schultz. I remember Andrew Schultz just like yeah. hanging around open mics and stuff, and like what he's done, and you know, he knows how to work the system, and he's hilarious. You know, what I mean, so when you have that kind of thing, like that kind of youthful uh, knowledge on your side of all the the social media and stuff that helps you but what i take from it more is now i see matt rife they keep saying like the thing they keep hearing they're like oh matt rife he got famous basically off these crowd work clips you do these crowd work clips you would have just put out and tiktok these crowd work clips and i was like uh that i'm great at crowd that's like the thing i do the most <laughs> right. so like so i'm like oh so now i just like what what matt rife has caused is me and ari shafir uh september next friday are doing a uh two night two shows one night uh at the bitter and just crowd work stuff and just like filming it and clip it up and put it out there i'm like oh is that the thing now crowd was like great i've been waiting like, for that yeah. to be the thing right it doesn't <laughs> hurt either you know it's not like it's not like you got to go out of your way to do a whole bunch of extra shit out of it you know well yeah that's what i mean and it's also like like he he did it with that i'm like well shit i'll try it like that then <laughs> you know what i mean all right i'll try the matt matt rife route one, right. <laughs> well, also, I mean, just on the on the flip side of things, too, I mean, just the fact that you've gotten to perform on like Mayhem and like the motorboat and stuff like that. I mean, like in a weird way, that's almost like cool. Like, you, I don't know. Dude, to me, I've that's had, kind of like a fuck, dude, man, you made it on that. You know, I've had especially even when I was making such little money. And when I did those tours, that was I was making very little money on the tours and just in life in general. You know, going on those tours was like nerve-wracking because i might have been losing money almost you know like, right. uh, that i would have made possibly but i mean uh i say this on stage even a lot man you have to it, it could take so long i'd say 17 18 years 19 years in comedy until i was making money where i was like oh i'm at least a regular adult <laughs> you know like <laughs> i can pay my bills. bills but you know as long as it happens you know, it happens. And I'm trying to remember the uh, original point of that. That's the pot. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. no, just about about kind of just you being on the on motorboat and mayhem and stuff. Almost like oh, kind yes, of like yes, yes, yes. Your I own was personal so, you know, success story. You know, when you're not making money, it the and I tell this to a lot of younger comics too. I'm like, dude, really enjoy. The, I mean, my first two two and a half years of comedy. If you told somebody now, they just say you're lying. It's uh, that we were driving up back and forth to New York. I guess my second and third year in comedy. We were driving back and forth to New York every night, six nights a week, usually, uh, with me, Keith Robinson, and Kevin Hart. <laughs> it was just like our crew of guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like me and Kev's lives have gone such different paths. But like, uh, in a sense, but I mean, like we that was like my call them coming over to play Madden and then we'll go to drive to New York or go do a comedy show together. You know what I mean? And I'm like, those are some of the best stories in the world of those times. Like in struggling, we, all of us broke at that time. Right. We thought we thought Keith was rich because he could like, you know, pay his bills. <laughs> <at all. laughs> like we thought I, he was he, like a wealthy man. Right. He uh, could get gas. <laughs> yeah. 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 He can get gas or, or at least chip in more than we did. You know, like, right. this guy's killing it. And I remember younger comics seeing me like that at times that I would have described myself as broke. And they were like, dude, you don't have cl uh, your landlord threatening to kick you out every month. I'm like, oh, no, not there, I guess. <laughs> I guess right. we're there. But just like that, those things right. like I, I happened on to from the time I started doing comedy, I leveraged that into the rock station in Philadelphia. I got them to where they would give me 
free lawn seats, like four lawn seats every Ozfest yes. or thing like that. And I was like, I, I you thought you thought you gave me backstage passes. I was so right. thankful for that. like on the <laughs> king of the world. And I just uh, Craig Gas. I'm sure you know Craig. Yep. Uh, like I met Craig and Craig knew all these people backstage at shows and he would take me backstage to shows, which was again, such an amazing treat for me. And then, yeah, the, I got a call one day. I had a manager who managed shadows fall. The for, rev, the rev, rev Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, uh, wanted to jump in the comedy management and he picked me up and it was so great. Our time was so wonderful it's such a great memory for me even in the us parting of ways because it wasn't even spoken he was my manager for a little bit some of the comedy gigs he was uh getting me were like or offering me that he was like i got you this we're like he just didn't know comedy so it wasn't like things where i was like excited to do i'm like that's <laughs> that's not a good gig you're like i got to an elks lodge gig and you're like that's legitimately it was awesome. legitimately it was, something like, it was like a vfw or something yeah. like, for somebody <laughs> no. and i was like Thanks. ah no dude but then in one day, it was a, two phone calls in one day. He called me. He goes, do you want to open for corn, like host for corn on this, you know, uh, month and a half long, six week tour, uh, small venues and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then he called me like a half hour later and goes, three weeks after that, do you want to jump on the Mayhem Fest for six more weeks and be like the host of Mayhem Fest? And I mean, I was just like, yeah. I mean, shortly after that Mayhem Fest, we he just like never called again. <laughs> like I never, and I, I didn't. I didn't look into it at all. It was just like I think we knew. It's like that was the thing he was able to do. It was awesome. But like right. there was, we really didn't have any a next step involved together. You know, that's and, funny. Uh, but what's great memory? Yeah, I'm like, dude, Rev. That because again, those are. I mean, I keep the poster here in my uh, office room here of the corn ballroom blitz where it's corn, real big, and then two cents. Uh, who are right. the uh, support act who I love. And then, uh, and then low. It's in it's in cursive in green on black. <laughs> you have to get really close to see in cursive my name. <laughs> but it's there. It's on that poster. They can't take that away from me. Um, yeah, I still get like a, a kick out of that. All these things, man. Like they still seem like bonuses when they had just Kid Rock hosts a comedy thing now every uh, Nashville Comedy Festival, and they I, I did it the last two years, and I'm just like, it's Kid Rock, dude. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, right on. And then when you're there, it's like, it's by the way, it's, a lot of this is music I don't even, I like uh, old kid rock actually, but like uh, a lot of these aren't even people I know, but when you meet them, it's like Marcus King's there and like I've become chummy with him. Zach Brown, I think was it one of these, it's just yeah, cool to me. Right. Like, oh man, all these like big musicians. Dude, that's Zach Brown band that uh, Toes in the Sand, that's a, that's a grilling song right there, man. <laughs> Anytime yeah. I'm out grilling, it's like, <laughs> you know, my wife is like, why are you listening to this? And I'm like, because it's a good song, damn it. <laughs> it's funny, I, I watched that, uh, I don't know if it's like something about the, the the death of hair metal or something on Amazon Prime's got a three part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, series. Uh, I want to rock. I believe it's called. I want to rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty. Uh, <clears throat> that was an interesting fucking thing <laughs> yeah. of how it all just imploded and all yeah, those well, that, like yeah. Good. No, I was just saying like the big thing. They always talk about how uh, you know you know I'm, I'm friendly with like Fred Corey from Cinderella and stuff like that, and sure. he was like, no, grunge didn't kill hair metal. We killed hair metal. Like, and then he, he listed off all the like he's like this band put out this album and this band put out that album and and like it just all got saturated. Well, Cinderella, and done. I think Cinderella were victims. I've said this on many broadcasts too because yeah. I love Cinderella. Victims of <laughs> a a time a moment in time genre that they were forced to kind of go into. They're a blues rock band. They're not a hair metal band. Right. Oh, they were right. they were a great band. But a lot so of those good. bands were like very bluesy, you know. But they then they were like up in bandex. <laughs> but they were like they really just were just pumping out like like one one hit wonder hair metal bands so much because they were just trying to capitalize on a formula. But what I thought was interesting was Ricky Rackman mm -hmm. saying because uh, I didn't even thought I don't listen to country at all. Yeah. But they were like, oh, because where do the hair metal people go now? People told me that metal people now tend to go to EDM. Yeah, there's something about the energy of that same like similar energy, even though it's very different music. Right, right. So they go, they think EDM took a little bit of the metal, but they were like the hair metal, like country. Or the hair metal has gone to country, yeah, because yeah. it's the last music that no one gets made when the songs are about like she had a big old butt right. <laughs> right. and, and everyone's like yeah, right. fine with it. Hell yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, that was actually blew me away when I was watching that, and uh, I, I'm that's actually one person that. 
uh, Ricky Rackman's one person that I've met through podcasting and like, he knows me like by name and I'm like, that's fucking Ricky Rackman. Like I, I spent so many nights, you know, so many Saturday nights at home being a loser, watching headbangers ball, taping it, watching it through the week. And then it's funny hearing him now talk about, he kind of, he kind of focuses in on the haters and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, in my circle, you were a fucking God. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, when he, in that, in that documentary, when he's talking about, garth brooks killed hair metal and i was like i have never heard that or even thought of that ricky <laughs> yeah i never thought of it and it completely yeah he was like no one blames garth brooks for taking <laughs> over just because right. other, other guys had guitars they were like grunge uh shit right yeah. away and like, grunge, grunge? grunge did the same thing hair metal did though Mm-hmm. Like yeah, grunge, it was like they had the, the what's the big three probably be like Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and Nirvana. Nirvana. Yep. Yeah, that's like the big three. And then after that, it started becoming not that there weren't good bands in there. Alice in Chains kind of broke mm-hmm. the mold a little bit and did yeah. it. That, that was more kind of a metal-y like sound than I would call grunge. Um, but like it just became a bunch of like knockoff. Yeah, you know what I mean like big head Todd and the monsters <laughs> like shit. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, I mean, essentially uh crash test dummies was like branched off of that world. Right. You know, just trying to have everyone having that voice. Yeah. Right. Well, we kind of tie back into, into this podcast. I mean, this is obviously new pod, kind of a new metal based podcast. And, and that's the one thing, you know, new metal is such a, a, such a broad term where you can be static X, you could be Papa Roach, you could be Slipknot, you could be crazy town. You know what I mean? Like, like there, there really isn't a new metal sound, but there's like a new metal ethos that kind of keeps yeah. every, kind of I binds everybody. It's, it's music you listen to while you're lifting weights, training to fight your stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Roger. Yeah, yeah. right. Fucking Philip. I don't care if you're fucking my mom. You're not my dad. <laughs> you're not my dad, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Just you see the face. You see the chin coming up over the bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, you just showed, you showed your hand tattoos. What are you? What are you? I was watching a, a dog belly last night, and I was kind of focusing focusing in on the hand tattoos. Oh, it's my uh, radio show, so that's the bonfire logo. Bonfire, okay. yeah, and and that's the uh, X from the Legion of Skanks logo. Okay, mouth. Oh. Nice. There, so it's that. <laughs> but as the guy was putting on the last touch of color, uh, somebody walked up next to me, and they go, "You're straight edge," and I was like, "What?" And he goes, the X on the hand, that's a straight edge thing. I was like, forgot about that. I'm going to be answering yep. that question the rest of my life. Yeah, I actually, I thought about that <laughs> I, last night. I was like, is that a straight edge too. X? <laughs> I mean, people walk up, I'm double fisting weed and a cigarette. <laughs> like, Are you straight edge? I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, no, that's the old me. <laughs> yeah, right? You got like joints in your ear. You're like, what are you talking yeah. about? When CM Punk got beat up in the UFC, I vowed I left it. I left the straight <laughs> edge program. I, yeah, okay. edge. I figured it wasn't for me. I broke edge. <laughs> <laughs> the um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Dog Belly. Obviously, that's the latest special out. I uh, watched it last mm. night on YouTube. I'm kind of catching back up on it, man. Um, just kind of going into a special, and, and obviously, you know, a lot of your a lot of your stuff is is crowd work based. You know, you 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 kind of lead into things, kind of kind of playing off the crowd. Sure, yeah. So 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 recording a special and just hoping there are people in the crowd that you can kind of kind of mess with, man. Is that is that kind of scary to kind of walk in that into that way no especially i mean that was at Skankfest, so i mean yeah. the problem with that what i was more worried about Skankfest was people trying to be too involved because oh, okay. they're they're like the diehard fans all there but um for the most part like no i think when the people come in like if i ask enough questions like you'll crack through to anybody <laughs> right i mean i just had a ball in total because i'm like you know i'm i'm semi-light on material because i specials out so you know i'm developing new stuff and yeah trying to find new things i was in tulsa oklahoma last weekend (laughs) do you know if people are one 512th native american they get all the benefits (laughs) (laughs) wow did not know that do you know who doesn't love that information full native americans (laughs) all right i'm assuming there's a story there there's just civil wars happening in the audience all the time when you'd ask somebody that and you'd see real native americans like you know mohawks and teepees in the back like furious that someone up <laughs> was like a white girl with blue eyes up front going like hey gonna get right. my teepee <laughs> go back to the reservation do you get yeah. do you get a lot of people who are like like kind of like when you're in the crowd they're just like 
Like, do you get a lot of that, or do people just kind of hang out? I think I think the people that sit up front like expect it to happen, but like I think they know at this point too. It's better. Like, all I require from you is to just, uh, just be willing to talk. Like, you don't have to like. like, We'll find the funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you don't have to like force funny. (laughs) You know, that's the worst when it it slows down. When it's like, uh, you know, are uh, is this your wife, sir? That's actually our first date. And then, like five questions later, they're like, "Now we've been married for like twenty some oh, years." And goes, what was the point of that? <laughs> right. It's like that's not really now. Everything I said is null and void. And right. I, don't worry, dude. There's definitely funny things about your long marriage. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. right. You're not helping. You're not helping into that. Throwing the head fake. Yeah, it's like you're throwing the head fake. It's not helping anybody. It's just slowing down the process. Right. <laughs> or you just get those people uh... who just talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the, the one yeah. part of when you were like uh, you're asking the girl like if she was shaved or whatnot and you're like you know this is the only place you can do that you know if you go to a gas station and be like hey you know what, what's, yeah. your, what's your what's your situation down there and just be like whoosh. if you worked at a gas station uh what do you want to fill her up regular or diesel by the way uh your hooch furberg or bare floors right <laughs> When you when you busted into the uh, the Michael Jackson special and you're like the most fucked up part and I'm like, dude, if he goes to where I think he's going, oh yeah, I was like, we agree, man. When he, you know, when the kids are are are, are you know on all fours and stuff, uh, and as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, that is the that is the one yeah. takeaway from that whole special that I still yep. haunts me to this day. That and I do tend to laugh at the lack of responsibility <laughs> the parents felt. Yeah, for what happened when right. the daily trips they go, we didn't think anything of it. One morning we woke up and someone came in and said, hey, Michael's flying you to the top of a mountain and wants you to walk home. And then he's going to spend some time with your son. Right. <laughs> you remember you just send him on like adventures like far away. <laughs> hey, I'm going to send you guys. Yeah, I'm going to helicopter you guys to Cleveland for a sandwich. <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing sharing your bed with a child. You're oh. like, what are you talking about, Michael? Right. Get out of here. He was right under. If there was social media, man, it'd all be over. Yeah. It would have yeah, yeah seriously. We just right. seen a, see a picture of his weird wiener. <laughs> when it hit the dog belly, what the term dog belly meant in the special, yeah. I was just like, Jesus Christ, Big J. Like I was like, I was like, oh, that's funny. I like wonder what a dog belly. You know, you like you like a good rub there or something, and, you know, <laughs> right. something innocent. And then you're like, then you're like, oh, Jesus, man. If you notice, uh, yeah, in, not uh, so much. In the in the writing of dog belly, like in the logo that comes across the screen, inside the uh, inside the letters is me and Ari Shafir's dogs' bellies. Okay, it's both of our actual dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a nice visual on it. Also, I mean, I couldn't have uh, how you can't plan for and what an amazing gift that poor big guy gave me by his oh. chair just folding in half and bending under the weight. He just sat in the there. Of the he show. was gonna watch the rest of the show. That I mean, that's a that's a huge uh, compliment to you. That he's just like, I'm just gonna sit here and take it. You know, I, I want to. I'm not gonna he miss just, the show or stand up or anything. Man. I know what it was, dude. Ari was really like he produced it. Ari's one of the producers, and yeah. he was really hands on. He was really like, you know, he was nervous for me and trying to make everything perfect. And everything. so he was giving everyone such speeches when they said, like, if you're gonna sit here, you can't move. You can't oh, like okay. get up. That you know, we're filming and blah. <laughs> And the guy went down. He was just going to sit on, like, I mean, a pile of metal and wood. Oh. He was just going to accept it. I'm like, you can't oh. do that, dude. Like, I can't. Like, <laughs> you have to. I know. I hate pointing you out, but God damn, is that great? Yeah, that's just, and, and that's like, like big guy nightmare too. Just, just nightmare. The, the, the you know, the chair breaks. You're like, all right, I'm just going to sit this out. Hopefully, he never notices. And then it's all of a sudden on the special. You know, spotlight on him. Everybody around him had to help him get up and it's oh, just like for oh, sure sucks, man I think it's all you wanted to not happen that day <laughs> <laughs> right right i think all the things you don't I think want ev- to happen i think everlast was in the room the coolest <laughs> white dude just watching yeah. the fattest white thing happen <laughs> uh another uh new metal adjacent thing that happened uh you, you posted uh uh, uh uh like a like a short or a reel or tiktok or whatever of you and jason zielster from nonpoint and you're kind of kind of uh you know blowing up his spot yeah. and uh his lady up front man that was that's a, that was a fun yeah. video <laughs> i was, yeah, I was watching that last night too i just yeah, saw them the other night funny 
Nonpoint? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that. Right. yeah with, with Mudvayne and all that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I missed Mudvayne when they came around. That was a bummer. I'd like to see it's that such again. A, it really is such a weird thing that, like, all this new metal, in that regard, like, the, the Mudvaynes and the Colts and all that, and the Nonpoints, it's just that everything is just right back here again, you know? I mean... I mean, are you are you super well, that into makes all, us feel, all that makes now? Us, I mean, like, you, it makes us feel old, though, doesn't it? Because <laughs> like, because uh, like, new metals having like a, uh, you know, a resurgence, but it's like it is, it's it's nostalgia esque event. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, well, it's it's you know, funny because they're going for nostalgia. That's why they got a package. But when they package, right. it's great. I really, I mean, I really like. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm biased for sure, but I think corn. It's fun. It's funny. It's kind of interesting and fun watching them get older i mean you're mm-hmm. seeing it on them you know right. if you were there the whole time you see it for even from when i toured with them that's you know 14 yeah. years okay. ago at this 15 point years ago right so like yeah so it's like uh, you see the uh the age on them is happening and it's like they're still doing it though but they still out there and fucking thump man i think disturbed still goes out there and kicks ass yeah. like as long as they put on the show five finger was uh you know they go out there and kick ass it's pretty awesome to see, actually. Yeah, uh, so we're, me and Josh are talking about Fear that. Factory's, uh, Fear Factory's back at again, or Cold Chamber, too, I think. Yeah, all yep. of them. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. coming well, back. Cold Chamber's on that Mudvayne show, on that Mudvayne okay, tour. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's funny, because like my brother's five years older than me. I'm 48, and I'm still listening to it. But it makes me realize, like, because my brother doesn't really, you know, he still listens to a lot of a lot of hard rock and stuff, but, like, he's not, like, in the pit or anything. But, like, I just think about when we're going to be older. Like, like we're literally going to have, like, wheelchair pits in, like, <laughs> the geriatric home you know it, like, it almost like yeah the old days when i started comedy in the all black circuit and uh this guy named breakout used to have a you know and i'm 18 or 19 hearing this joke i guess 19 and uh i hear this joke for the first time but he it was so dead on and now it's a reality he goes he goes you know we're gonna have some fucked up oldies when we get older <laughs> right. Right. really fucked up oldies you're gonna have your uh your your nana wheeling around the the, the home going put it in my mouth <laughs> in my motherfucking mouth someone, someone shut down my mom mama <laughs> I could sing it we're, like, we're doing like mystical awesome. and shit like that like yeah. I'm like that is pretty fucking right. hilarious it, I, and I'm starting to see that too that was fun I went to the 50 years of hip hop concert at uh, Radio City a couple nice. weeks ago right. which was awesome and that was interesting seeing the uh, the guys who were like definitely scary i don't mean on stage i mean the audience was like it's aging not thugs is the wrong word but just like hip-hoppy guys right you know aging but like there's no they don't have any more of the angst <laughs> like they're all fine <laughs> right you know what i mean so they have jobs good jobs and yeah like, right like, like seeing like cool so. like seeing cool modi out there you're just like really dude it's like reminds me of i'm gonna get you sucker when superfly comes out of jail you know <laughs> he's like he'll yeah, walk yeah. around with like goldfish in his fucking shoes and shit <laughs> well i mean i that kind of they're like are you worried about uh is that a concert where you feel like you're gonna be the only white people i go I don't think we're going to be anywhere near the only white people at a 50 years of hip hop concert. Right. Right. And I go, and also like, what's it, if it was all black, like we're not going to a little Uzi vert show. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like a uh, aggressive, like a uh, young hip hop. It's like kid and plays coming out. Like, <laughs> no one's ever been beat up to a kid and play song ever. Not all right. Yet. Not yet. That was great though. I got to see Onyx that night. That was, Oh awesome. man. That was my underrated. I saw Onyx Extremely. a couple of years. They were so awesome. I saw Onyx in, uh, in at the whiskey out here. I'm actually in the video for Slam when they did it with BioLizard <laughs> jumping oh, really? off the stage. Uh, that's fucking yeah. hilarious. That was the first time I was um, stage dove. I think it's extremely underrated group. Yeah. I'm sure, Onyx. For I sure. think they just, I think everybody started getting act. The two main guys started getting acting roles because that's what was happening yeah. at that point. They were pulling everybody in acting roles, uh, especially the Fred Rowe guy was on i think he was on moesha yeah. for a while yeah <laughs> like he was so out of character i think sticky fingers didn't, didn't sticky fingers play blade on like a blade, a blade a tv, TV show? show yep sticky yeah. fingers was blade he's been in a couple uh things sticky fingers so i'm saying those guys got, and then the other guys in the group are either in jail or who cares you're right <laughs> exactly there was like two other guys in the cover of that first album yeah. never again there was a big light yeah, skin no one's ever seen him again and the guy who looked like a human frog. <laughs> there was a there was a moment there, like where 
there was almost like horror <laughs> rap kind of coming out, and they were they were kind of fringe that, but then there was like grave diggers and and like some of that stuff. Grave too, diggers, man. yeah, awesome, yeah. yeah. I love Grave Digger. That was all. That was a super group of producers. Was it? Is what it was. Oh. Prince Paul, um, the RZA, obviously. I'm trying to remember the name of the other guys. I can't. But like, they were all. It was all producers. So they just like they just made like <laughs> they came together with like the greatest beats right. for those songs. They're an yeah. interesting story, man. I love that Wu Tang Clan stuff. Is so. Uh, I love that whole saga. I mean, they really <laughs> dramatized on that Hulu show. Right. right. They on that on that Hulu show. They were like. If you believe that uh, that uh, Hulu show, somehow Ghostface Kill and Raekwon got over multiple times trying to murder each other's families, like, I don't <laughs> think that was true. I'm going to go ahead and say that wasn't true. <laughs> I'll never forget when I, ODB when ODB was on. Uh, I think it was Cribs on MTV Cribs, and he just like yeah. he's still living in like this little shithole in Newark. It just opens up his cabinets; it's just cash. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the IRS yeah. just came right. I'm sure they're like, "Good job, dude." Oh, and then he went and took his welfare Good card. Job, and got uh, he went and got groceries with a welfare <laughs> card. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that guy was out of control for sure. That dude was nuts. Was man. You know, it's like one of, one of my biggest regrets. Again, this is just like dumb '90s kid. Um, when Rage Against the Machine. The, the the only thing I heard from them at that point was and it's so funny because I do like the song now also but the Freedom was the first song that came out and it was on like MTV yeah yeah and uh, that song just didn't catch me at first neither did but it's insane what a Tool fan I am and Rage Against the Machine fan I am for how much sober just didn't catch me for some reason oh really and now I love it and now I love it and everything else in their catalog pretty yeah. much you know but like uh, that song Freedom didn't catch me. And me and my girlfriend went to the first Rock the Bells tour, and then, which lasted only two weeks before it broke up anyway, but it was Wu-Tang opening for Rage. Mm -hmm. And we went and watched Wu-Tang, yeah. who were so disappointing live. 7,000 people on stage. No one <laughs> yeah, knows what's going much. on. I saw, them at Lollapalooza. I saw them at Lollapalooza. I saw them at Lollapalooza. It was the same thing. It was like, yes. did nobody rehearse? Because I don't think you guys are singing the same song anymore. <laughs> Man, when I saw them a couple months back, I came up, I go, you feel like you feel so bad for the Rizzo because he starts presenting the show, right? And then it just it just everyone stops paying attention in the group. So you just see in there, it's it like guys, the please, can we please just do one yeah. practice? There's nine of us, please. <laughs> it just seems like he's begging them constantly. But we watched the right. Wu Tang Clan uh, underperform, and then uh, when the lights came back on to set the stage up for Rage Against the Machine, me and my girlfriend, my girl, she didn't care either. I was just like. Hey, man, you want to beat traffic and just split? And we just fucking left. Oh. Never, saw them, never, never saw them again until like whatever it was, five, six months ago when they were. Uh, oh, no shit. Oh, that's guard. unfortunate. What a dumbass. Dude, I saw them at the. I, <laughs> what a fuck, I saw them at the. the dumb and high. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Stay. Stay anyway. Yeah, right. If you don't love that song. Stay. All right. Check out the first three songs at least, you know, or something. Yeah, maybe you dig the vibe. Right. Oh, that's the worst too. That's the you should yeah, the she should have the David Tell you should have stuck around, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, well the first the first album, Killing the Name of is on the first album, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they would have gotten to that and there's just that's an undeniable first time you hear it, you're like, This is epic. Yeah. So if I would have just gotten right. to that and some you know what I mean, like what a dumb thing to leave for. <laughs> ah <laughs> <Yeah>. traffic. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I remember seeing the freedom video for the first time on MTV and I was at my grandparents' house and I remember kind of the same thing you're talking about. I was like, I was like, what is this noise? You know, I'm like, I'm like 13 years old, like this is just a bunch of racket. <laughs> you know? like, I, I had the same thing with the initial uh uh, I think it's the political stuff initially when you're a kid too. Yeah. But like, uh, uh, I ended up loving, uh, you know, I think System of a Down's great. But I mean, oh, yeah. like, when I'd see them in concert live, and in between every song, he's like, you know, the Armenian government is suppressing. Yeah. Like, I, you please just sing the song. It's enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I can't do anything. I'm 17. Right. right. I donated already. I gave it to the office. What do you want yeah. from me? I don't. I can't stop Armenian genocide. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big thing I with, uh, a BMW with, like, last week. what do you want from me how else do i donate <laughs> that was a big thing with the like the christian metalcore scene there for a long time because you would go and see like you're like man this band is fucking pummeling and then all of a sudden they're like all right now pull out your bibles uh you know, i just want to say real <laughs> quick you know john <laughs> verse three and like they would give a sermon in the middle of the show and i'm like i'm not here for this like, you're right this at all 
<laughs> that was funny uh when ray luzier from corn drummer yeah. uh when i was on a yeah. tour with them he would just get a glass of wine and hang out outside and i would like smoke cigarettes and bullshit with him at night yeah and you're like why he goes he just got, you know, luck of the draw. He's got put on the Bible study bus with like, the fieldy. And, uh, <laughs> and Ed, wasn't, Ed, Ed wasn't in it at that. He wasn't there oh, at Ed that time. There. Okay. But it was fieldy's bus. With him, but he had like a crew around him uh, yeah. that of just guys that were there to like, do Bible study. He was like, it is not a fun bus. He <laughs> 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 goes, if they think you're listening to porno <laughs> in your bunk, you're going to be removed. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought Ray oh, looked out of place in that band when he when you know it's like everybody had their long dreads and that was even Fieldy had the dreads at the time and Monkey had the dreads Jonathan and then you got Ray with the short hair but he's also got some eyeliner on he kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. he always looked like the guy that like just switched from jock to goth and, <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe one day he'll fit in he still looks that way to me dude, yeah he's an unreal drummer yeah, yeah but that dude's a beast drummer. man yeah he's so that good. dude's a beast. I was I was gonna say that I I was on tour with Superjoint and uh, and and Phil would do that constantly to the point where you were just like fucking play a song, dude. Just be like fucking uh, the metal press, and you just be like, dude, come on, come on. Like I only have so much time, bro. You know, we just, we just went over on our we just went over on our radio show because when we were going to see uh, Pantera, we're like when you do like the uh, Phil and Samos questionable racist rants, and it's just <laughs> always like they always just start the best. It's like look. We don't hate anybody of any race, creed, or blah blah. You're like, Uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> but, but, and then they, uh, we played the thing where he, uh, where he was at the Dime Fest thing and he like hailed Hitler and said white power. And then he said, uh, I was there. It's a jo- it, uh, he was like, it's a joke about white wine. And then his apology video is the best. Yeah. <laughs> It was so ugly. Worst excuse oh, ever. No. Yeah, that's the thing. We were laughing because he goes, "We were backstage. It was an emotional evening. Emotions were high. We were remembering dime." He goes, "And then what?" <laughs> he goes, "Next thing you know, we're hailing Hitler. We wipe out. Same old story. You've all been there a thousand times." <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time you you know you th- start thinking about your old friends you know you just gotta you get sad you get in the cups and the next thing you know i think he's a guy who yeah, right. doesn't think there's cameras on him at all times i don't believe phil and Sam would be yeah. any more of a racist than any average human but you know what i mean like i really don't i just think he's uh just, he just talks too much <laughs> he's just talking <laughs> stop talking way too much it's like man that's what happens a lot. But it's like it's, it's like drunken points. You know what I mean? You're like, I know. I, I hear what you're trying to say. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, right. Why are you gonna die on the? Why die on this hill? Which, by the way, <laughs> right. you not though. He just he just cranked that in an apology quick. <laughs> it was ugly. You should be upset. <laughs> well, the yeah. funny thing was that he did that at the very end of the show, and we were all everybody in the audience was so over the show. We were like, we want to fucking go home. We and so we had to tell one of the other guys in the band, like, dude, get him off the stage because he's just not shutting up. And what we all saw was him kind of doing this thing where it was like not Hitler, but more like, hey, from the heart, man, like, thank you, good night. And we all just left. Nobody thought anything of it until that video came out the next day. And we were like, wait, we were all there. He said, what? Because by then we were all tuned out. Like, we just didn't care anymore. By the way. So it's like way, after that video this, made it. I, I said, that makes me laugh, too, because I really, man, that's going to kill me one day. I'm a big, like, uh, when people say, you know, big fan or something like that, or I'm meeting yeah. me afterwards, I always, I'm, I'm very hand on the heart. Like, oh, that means so much to me. Right. If I do that, followed up by a goodbye, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I'm have to show yeah, right. my menorah. I'm gonna have to pull my menorah out. Right. It's like hailing a cab in New York. Was, You're like, really? That was that was it. That was great in the special too. It was like uh, like when when somebody calls you a Nazi and you're like, I'm Jewish. And they're like, oh, so just because you're Jewish, you can't yeah, yeah. be a Nazi? And you're like, that's kind of the main <laughs> thing. That's sort of how yeah. it works. Yeah, because that seems to be their number one objective is to keep the Jews out. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. We don't like any Jews except for that guy. <laughs> He's yeah, okay. That guy's all right. <laughs> that guy's all right. Well, man, we've kept you for an hour, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go on that one, man. But uh, oh, man, this you. has thank been an absolute so much, blast, man. man. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah, yeah we again, appreciate man. it, man. That was awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, once Rose, uh, I, once Rose, once Rose Wi-Fi gets yeah. fixed <laughs> today, actually uh, today. 
you're in Indiana though, Josh, right? Right outside Louisville, yeah. Oh, outside Louisville. Okay, I'm gonna. I was gonna say I'm, I'm in uh, Indianapolis. I'm in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. It's not too. It's it's a couple hours away. When when okay. are you gonna be in Indianapolis? Uh, end of well, September. Right. I think okay. end of September. Yeah, September like 24th, 5th, and 6th. I think. I think that might be louder than Life Weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let me know uh, if, you, if you see it though. And yeah. you're, if you want to come, and I'll I'll make sure they roll out the red carpet for you, and I'll well. see you out in L.A., dude, for sure. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely, man. Uh, oh, yeah. So absolutely, people follow you, man. Make sure to keep up with you. All that good stuff. Uh, BigJComedy.com's yep. all my dates. Uh, and all my socials are on there too. It's at Big J Okerson and everything. Uh, Dog Belly for free on YouTube. Check it out. And uh, some crowd work stuff coming soon. I'm coming for you, Matt Rife. <laughs> <laughs> you can do some sit-ups. Right. Yeah. I'm coming for that title, dude. Just like with uh, extreme surgeries. <laughs> sort of a Chinese a Chinese spell of some sort. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Well, uh, for new pod. New pod here, notfest.com. Once again, man, Big J Okerson, thanks for taking some time with us. Oh, thank oh, I should also yeah, thank you, an idiot too. I should say Bonfire, of course, on Faction Talk Series XM 103 yes. with me and Robert Kelly. Uh, it's also available where you get podcasts, Legion of Skanks and the SDR show, both podcasts. Check them out if you like podcasts. Thanks for listening to New Pod. Follow to me at Talk to Me Talk and row at War Machine Merch. Rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Until next week, keep it new.